You're listening to the Scottish Football Forums podcast, the home of Scottish football banter. Hello and welcome to the Scottish Football Forums podcast. I'm Craig, I'm the host of the podcast and I'm joined by Chris and John this evening. Alright guys? Alright. Evening. Alright, good to hear from the two of you. I've been looking forward to this podcast. There's been quite a lot of football at the weekend. I can't say that I've watched all of it, but I don't know. I, I don't know. I'm up for this podcast. There's something about it. I don't know. I don't really have a lot to say, maybe, but I feel positive. I feel, I don't know. It's because you've had a break. Because you had a break. Well, I was in last were... week, though. Ah, I know, but you had a break a couple of weeks ago, and that, that gets you going again. It does. I ah, see. During the day, I was thinking, oh, I've got loads to say, loads to say. And then I've been thinking about it, and I, I don't know if I do have a lot to say. But oh, anyway. Right. You probably will once we get started. Aye. Aye. Because it was uh, Scottish Cup the weekend, and there was three games on the telly box. I got a bit mixed up. I thought the Stranraer and United was on a Saturday. I didn't realise it was a Celtic game that was on. But anyway, you want to start us off there, Chris, because I, I didn't really watch a lot of it. I think I watched a wee bit, and then I I I, I done something bad. I switched over to watch <laughs> the Spurs Arsenal game. When did Maybe. you do that? Was that what half time? I can't remember. Can't remember. Because I, I had to go to a baby party at half time. So ah, oh, baby party, <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, Milf Central man. Oh, ah, you got in trouble. Don't let don't let the wife don't let the wife hear you say that. Mind you, I suppose. Your, your wife is one of them. So. Exactly. That's, that's, that, that, that's, the, that's not just... Wait a minute, what are you saying, John? What? Are you hitting on Chris's wife there? Oh, I, well, obviously Chris hasn't got to have an ugly wife. He's, got, he's a man with a beard. He's obviously got to have a good-looking wife. So, right, the football, Chris, as you said, an important, an important game. Yeah. Possibly I, I, one of the most important of the season so far. Well, that's, that's the way it goes, isn't it? Yeah. Well, I suppose when you're Celtic manager, every game's important, but uh, doubly well, so. For him, a... he's a big fan. That's what he is. And I well, didn't say fan there. He, he loves it. Every game, well, every goal, he loves it. Well, I, I, well good on him. I like passion like that. That's what I want for a manager. Obviously, I want a lot of ability for the manager as well, but I like to see passion among other things. But no, I'm a, I'm, I'm, when, when you're Celtic manager, every game's big, but doubly so in the cup because you can't, what well, you can't make up points, what you can in the league. If you get beat in the cup, you're out. That's you done. Yep. And as Neil Lennon knew through his tenure, it was you could just pop it one cup and then everyone thinks you're a failure because you didn't win the treble. Yes. Despite when you look at the historical records, that winning the treble is pretty tough and right. hasn't happened very often in the hundred odd years for both Celtic and Rangers. Yeah, I mean, like since the was it 1947 the League Cup started? 1946 if you count the Summer Cup, which Aberdeen won. <laughs> I've been doing my history. <laughs> anyway, 1947 is effectively the first time you could win the treble and in that time Rangers have done it seven times I think it is, it's have done it three. And only one of those three was in my lifetime. I like how you totally shot down my hundred odd years that they've been trying because right. I didn't think that through because I just thought when the, the uh, Celtic and Rangers uh, were, were founded and, but yeah, I didn't think it through. Yeah, well, when Celtic Rangers were founded, there wasn't even a league. We <laughs> <laughs> so came in eighteen ninety. <laughs> See, my my wife now reckons Griffith is only getting a game because he's got hair now. That's what right. it is. That's it seems to be working for him as well because that's, that's a few headed goals he's got recently. Ah, yeah, that's aye. Who was it? We got one against Motherwell a few weeks ago in the league, and then obviously there's one last week against Rangers and one last week against Dundee. Always head. So, I know here's making a difference. It gives you a different dimension, but as well, Griffiths. I think we've been saying for a while. <laughs> I thought you were going to say the hair. Oh, <laughs> but just uh, Griffiths, mo- Griffiths' movement and everything. He's a, I think he's a great recycler. Um, yeah. Set, did, you, set, did you see his flick in the first half? It was like a, it, it was a death free flick just at the edge of the six yard box. And then like, it, it, his shot was straight at the keeper, unfortunately. But the, the flick to get him away from uh, McPake was absolutely brilliant. Deserved a go. He's, he's one of those players, he's got that gala streak about him that yeah. uh, not enough Scottish players maybe have that he just, he'll try things. Might not, oh, might uh, not, might not kind of work out, but he still, he tries. Um, yeah, when, but, when uh, it comes to strikers, you need confidence, a lot of them are like that. And uh, like you see the you see it with Cadetti especially, because yeah. he doesn't seem to have any confidence at the moment. 
whereas he did at one point uh, a couple of months ago when he was banging in the goals. Yes. Now, if he could just get if he can just get back in the score sheet, I wouldn't be surprised if he's back in the, the team banging him in again. But until he gets that and he gets his confidence back, then he's in the right place. He's on the bench. Griffiths uh, is rightly in the, the, the first choice. Aye, what was your thoughts on the penalty shout? No, for the shoulder challenge. Shoulder challenge. Yep. Well, I Off don't know. Ball. I don't know. I think it was, uh, for me, yeah, I can't argue with it being a shoulder charge, but I think it was excessive force. So I think that it's, uh, I think it could have been given. The, I've, I've looked up the, the whole shoulder challenge thing and it's vague to say the least. It's, a, it's, 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 it's pretty much a judgment call when the, 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 the call of the referee. So it's, it's never an easy one to say whether it definitely is or definitely isn't. For me, shoulder challenge, let it go. I mean, I've seen so many that don't understand the concept of shoulder into the back as a foul. doesn't matter how excessive it is. Yeah. The only thing you're allowed to do is a shoulder-to-shoulder challenge, and Johansson did that. Whether it was excessive, that's probably where the, the judgment call comes in. Yes. Me, personally, yes. I, I think McPake, you're a big boy. <laughs> <laughs> and he, he did get his, uh, his own back uh, about 10 minutes after that. We went absolutely... Perfectly timed challenge on Johansson in the box. Yeah. I praised him. I praised him when I was watching it. I thought at the time it was a fantastic challenge. I never saw the game. I haven't seen the highlights. Good game. I don't think it was in the highlights. Does it not? Um, uh, I would say it was a good game. It was was, was the usual Celtic had loads of chances. Did they put them all away? So that's why we won 2 0 and no 5 0 or something like that. We could have done. Uh, the Dundee keeper had a decent game though, so I'll, I'll give him credit at least. Aye, he's about Aberdeen in his younger days, but he seems to flourish since going to Dundee. Doing well. Yeah. So I fair play to him. But uh, yeah, that's it was another two 0 win in the cup. Happy with that, we're into the next round, so that's what it all that's what matters in the cup. Doesn't matter how you get there as long as you get there. Aye, that's what matters, aye, aye. Aye, out of the cup, out of bloody all the cups. The quadruple was on at one point in this season. <laughs> they could, now, now there's nothing. The league's aye. pretty much gone as well because Hearts have finished. They've no more games left. They've played all their games. And is it something like 39 points ahead? Something like that. I don't oh, know. They're, they're 19 ahead. The Rangers have got three games in hand over them. So I, I had a look at it earlier on. And Hearts still need another 30 points to clinch the title and they've got 13 games to get that in so that's you're looking at winning 10 out of 13 games that's Aye, that's but, not as done that's not as clear cut as it sounds but the thing is can you see the current Rangers team getting that's the thing that's, that's, the, that's the, the problem I mean, for starters yeah. Rangers, that, that counts on Rangers winning all their games between now and the end of the season I'm not even convinced they're going to win a Friday night oh, no that's that's a, a worry that is a worry Friday night uh, I don't know what to say about that because the way Rangers are playing but is it something like they lost 5 and 9 something, something ridiculous like that and to, to be honest it's a long time coming this, yeah. this poor run they've been doing rubbish all season despite sometimes winning they beat Ruth Rover 6-1 and they weren't brilliant that day they're just aye, even when we're scoring we're not brilliant it's a lot of aye, it's a bit see, depressing see what one thing though I kind of made a point in the forum the other day saying and you can blame the management and all that but there's senior players in there that need to maybe take a good look at themselves like you know how yes. sometimes you've heard of maybe a rebellion in the dressing maybe that's what they need some of the players to go look this system's not working out I mean the amount of Rangers fans that are saying they're playing players out of position that's been yep. happening not just this season but the likes of your most creative players getting just put out wide because they're creative and not like the likes of obviously McLeod when he was there was play, getting played wide I think Nicky Law's getting played wide, different daft things like that. And obviously, look at I only saw the last half hour yesterday, but Chris Chris Boyd was everyone was talking last year about how good he was doing and he looked fit fit. <coughs> We've touched on it before this season, but I mean yesterday he just looked a player that was short of really, really short of confidence. Um he had chat Rangers had a couple of chances in terms of certainly through Boyd. Well, yeah, the Boyd one at the end is a horrendous mess. Um in terms of it's that, as, but, if, as if he just flicked it. Just, just let the ball bounce off his head rather than trying to header it. I think he would have had a better chance, but yeah. he just tried to be a bit, but too forceful. But I think the management, obviously, the management take are obviously accountable. But a lot of these players are players that have been there and won trophies. There's yeah. quite a few of the players, like some McCulloch, Millard, Boyd. Okay, they might be on side of thirty, but they should, some of them should just be saying, "Look, 
get 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 your act together. Maybe some of them need to get their act together, mind you, as well. But just they just look a team really devoid of confidence. And I know there's all the, all the off-field problems and there's all that, but I think that as well that it's not possible. I say I know that Ian Black has a lot of criticism, but I mean I think the cheers just they were more for him getting subbed than um, the young boy Murdoch coming on, oh. and that can't be good for a player. And he he's maybe a player that folk don't like, but as I think someone mentioned yesterday, he, he doesn't hide. I don't think he'll still try and get stuck in in that. Aye, I'll give him that. Uh, Nicky Law's got a habit of hiding, but uh, I Black. I'll give him that. That's if there's going to be one, one positive he's got is he doesn't hide. Um, aye, but anyway, the, the game itself. If you're looking at the highlights, I was actually a bit more positive in what I was seeing from the highlights because there was some good moves that, that Rangers had. But just watching the game, yeah, see when we were two one down, right into stoppage time, and there was still no urgency. We're still kind aye. of passing the ball about as if we had another 20 minutes to go. It should have been hoof it. That's yeah. the point where it's hoof ball. You just hoof it and you hope somebody like Jig gets his head on it, knocks it down and then do something with it. That's all you need to do. Just hoof it into the mixer. And it just wasn't happening. I said, disappointing. But then Wraith Rovers came in and played well. I thought that the Nadi's goal just showed great desire. What happened? Because I'm not entirely sure. Cause, I mean, it just the ball kind of looked like it was stuck, and then it sort of spilled out for no apparent reason. Yes. And uh, well, I, I, actually, I like I think the replay showed that who was it that sat in the ball? The defender, Foster. Foster. Did you hear Pat Nevin suggesting that he should continue to sit in the ball? <laughs> well, I think if that's he did obstruction. That... I think ah, if Simonson would have got it quick enough. I don't think uh, many referees would give. Uh, give a foul for that and well, the, the referees would be box. because that, uh, if Foster continued to sit in the ball like that he would have been guilty of obstruction oh no, I agree I agree so totally. it, should have been a, it should have been an indirect free kick an inch from goal <laughs> but I think that it's, a, it's the kind of thing that would never be given in the box uh, just like keepers are allowed to lift their knees uh, when they come out for a, a catch that kind of thing that, the, the unwritten rules uh, but yeah I, it, was, it, was, it was just desire from Nadi really there was uh, other defenders that could have got there first. I'm not sure why Foster was getting involved at that that point anyway, because he's a right back. So why is he going front post? Aye, true. I don't know. I don't well, know. Right, would have been out of well, position. I mean, Nadi's uh, desire was. I was going to say that actually, Nadi's hunger for it was pretty good because <laughs> hunger. Aye. Did you see his hunger getting the better of him after the game as well? He stopped off at McDonald's. Did they? Well, <laughs> no, I didn't see that. Uh, if you're talking about that, then obviously we've seen the the pictures from the Stranraer dressing room, whatever yes. they were, whatever they were eating. But uh, what was this? No, no, Queen of the it South. It was Queen of the South. Queen of the Queen South. The, South uh, they were celebrating in a changing room with loads of what looked like burgers. Aye, that's <laughs> the way it should be. But going back to Rangers, I've seen that earlier on. There's more bad news in terms of the whole EGM thing that the hotel was supposed to be at has said no. Because they were worried about disruption to guests and neighbours, so. Oh, well, neighbour enough, but I mean, that's, that's, this is this is twenty four hours after the the Rangers board said they couldn't uh, attend Ibrox for security reasons. Yeah. Yes, I think it's but, strange though. I, I would have thought that uh, a hotel that size, if they're putting on events such as this, I would have thought that they would have the infrastructure to uh, have security to to handle anything like that. I think it's a bit strange that they've suddenly pulled out. Nobody just don't want anything to do with it. Don't I think that's ah, certainly so, there's they, obviously the people that uh, well, the likes of Ash and all that that have arranged us were thinking, oh, we'll have it away in London and fans won't go. But it's not exactly that far for fans. So the fans are obviously passionate, they'll, they'll go. I mean, they deserve to hear what's happening. Well, I would have went if it was in Glasgow, but I'm not going to London. No, but there will be certain supporters groups I think will go. There will be, there um, will be, yeah. In terms of that, but it's a extraordinary uh, situation. Aye, it just carries on. Eh? See, back to the game. There was uh, an issue with uh, McCulloch, and well, it was a couple of issues. Yeah. Uh, I'll start with the second one, first of all, when he was already on a booking, and he took out the guy. I I, I don't know if you get a Stonewall yellow card, but that, that was, was a Stonewall yellow it. card. <laughs> uh, I don't know why it wasn't given at all. But then going back to the, the first one, doing it a bit a roundabout fashion, but there was the, the elbow. I wasn't sure. That it was that it was a red card worthy elbow. He, he did seem to lead with the elbow, but I don't think 
to me it didn't look like he was trying to do damage. I think the biggie was the, the alleged stamp. The problem I have with it is McCaw does that all the time. Yeah, it does. It does. So it's it's, kind of, it's almost kind of hard to say. Oh, that's a red card because if it was a red card, he'd be getting sent off just about every week. Yeah, which actually maybe that is the point. But he should be getting sent off every week when we'd stop doing it then. Is he still even worthy of a place in the team? I see. I I seen a few people suggesting I mean, he actually tried to get himself sent off yesterday, and that's what the 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 stupid lunge before the the second one was about. Like he's actually from... just had enough. So he shouldn't be Rangers captain with that attitude. Certainly, from what I've oh, seen, I don't think so. Keep... Fans have been saying McGregor's been the better player. Yes, I agree with so, that. McGregor's much better. But he, he got dropped yesterday for um, Street. Street. Yeah. Aye, who they went off? Yeah. Aye, I, I think McGregor's a better player. But if I was, and this is going to sound strange because Rangers are leaking goals, I wouldn't look at Jig and McGregor as being the issue in that team. I would look in other positions. I, w- I wouldn't worry too much about them. Cammy Bell is going to come back at some point from a shoulder injury and I think the three of them can be fairly solid they went through a, a spell of quite a few games where they, they didn't leak a goal it's elsewhere in the team that's the, the big issue yeah, going I mean, forward we should be attacking more we should be we should be pinning teams back and we're just not able to do that because we've not got the inventiveness we've not got the I'm going to use the word tempo but I hate that We've not got the high tempo that's needed uh, to break teams down. We should be... Attack should be the best form of defence, really, in my opinion. Well, I, I, I tend to agree with what you're saying, because for what I don't really watch Rangers much, but for what I've seen in the last couple of games, you're right about McGregor. He, McGregor seems all right. McCaw is fine because he gets away with murder. Yep. <laughs> he's, he's solid enough and gets to use his elbows, so... Yeah. <laughs> It's kind of, if you're getting away with it, then keep doing it. Yes. Uh, but Lee, Lee Wallace looks a shadow of the player he used to be. Richie Forster is garbage. Yeah, you, you, they don't they, they don't get any protection in front of the, the, the central pair because Ian Black is a waste of a jersey. Yep. It's, it's, you're right, it's, it's, it's not the central pair that's the problem. It's around them that is. I'd, I don't Wallace. think Emerson's all that bad. But I think, I mean, I degree Bell, for what I remember him uh, when he played at Kamarnock, was a much better keeper. Yeah, the, the problem with Wallace is he really needs somebody uh, wide left, somebody that he can run and do a 1-2 with and end up heading towards the goal. And that's not been happening because he's not had a wide, wide man. So he ends up going wide himself and he can't cross the ball, which I'm not critical of him not being able to cross the ball because he's a fullback, but his strength is to basically run at goal, do yeah. a, a one-two and have the pace to end up in their box suddenly. But he's just not able to do that because, as I say, he's not got a wide wide man. Well, I think you'll you'll certainly be held by the boy Ferguson that's come in. He's a left-sided player. He's supposed to be really um, good, and he is a decent a decent player. I've seen him a few times. I think the he's... boy um the boy did play yesterday. The other one, the looks good. Fukic, he looked pretty good, yeah. and he took his over. Good. Yeah. Um, and your boy that missed yesterday that was in the squad, uh, Bigger Media, or whatever I think it is, he's a kind of holding defensive midfield player. Um, and he, I've seen him, I, think, I don't know, I can't remember if it was last season, or maybe just after he signed for Newcastle from Coventry. He certainly played a few games and looked like a tidy enough player. Mm-hmm. Um, just obviously, the whole thing about I mean, five players coming in and they've been told they're guaranteed to start if they're fit. Seems a bit, a bit kind of dodgy. I yeah. know you but say... we've only got three... Player, at the moment, and yeah. one of them wasn't fit, and the street went off injured. Because mm. how does that help the atmosphere in the dressing room? These five coming in and being told you're playing if you're fit. No, it'll be fair if they're better players, they should be playing anyway. Yeah, but yeah, should be the choice of the manager. Yeah, I know that's obviously a bit debatable because McDill's obviously it'd be these paying hard out to dry a wee bit. Not really a manager, yeah, but half and half. Aye, uh, see the that stamp. Alleged stamp by uh, McCulloch. Was it on Nadi? Anyway, it doesn't really matter. But uh, the, when he went up and he elbowed the, the player in yeah, the back of the head uh, yeah. uh, and then landed on him. Now, <laughs> it's, it's interesting because Pat Nevin brought up a, a, an interesting argument there and he said uh, prove that it was a, a stamp, it was an intentional stamp. And that's an interesting defence because that, that's going to get used uh, more and more and it has been used in the past. How do you prove if if there was no change in stride 
uh, from McCulloch. How do you prove that he intended to cause damage? And I, I, I quite like that he brought that up because I think I, it's quite interesting. But then Sutherland point, just shot then, him down. No, I, I think it's an interesting point, but prove intent ever. <laughs> you yes, don't know what's going yeah, on in my head. Yeah. Yes, oh, exactly, yeah, then it does, it applies to a lot of different scenarios, unless you've got uh, anger in your face and you've got your fist clenched and you punch somebody in the nose, then it's difficult to, to know in a lot of scenarios in football, but Jonathan Sutherland said something which disappointed me, he just said, use your eyes, how's that going to further the, the debate? That's no, just well, ridiculous. I'm, that's a bit of a back up because it happens at every level, it happens at the level that I play at, I mean, I'm playing what, seven side football, there was, an, there was an incident just before Christmas where I put in a really stupid challenge where I thought I was getting the ball and I was about three yards away from it and I just took the guy's legs. Now, if I'd been watching it from an outside perspective, I'd have thought, he just got completely skinned and kicked the guy out of badness. Right. And I think everybody in the pitch thought I did that. Whereas really, it was just utterly bad. Mistimed. It was missed. It. it wasn't even just mistimed. It was bad judgment on my part. I thought I could get the ball and I was nowhere near getting it. Yep. There was never any malice in it. I thought it was actually quite funny that he just skinned me because I think he did it by accident. <laughs> but I was, I was never any malice in it. But like I say, if every other perspective, it looked like I meant it. Aye, aye. Yeah, if you spoke to Jonathan Sutherland about it, he'd just say, use your eyes. Aye, in which case, I would, I'd have meant it. I'd be a straight red card. And... <laughs> I, don't even know, I don't even know why he's got that job, though. Well, he it's... said that Partick Thistle progressed in the Scottish Cup, so they'll be chuffed about that. Aye, be brief. And they'll... Aye, I mean, some of the stuff. I, I caught, only time I caught any kind of speaking was when the games, the sports scene, because I just fast forwarded through all McCall and Never and Sutherland chatting. I was thinking Karma must have been out to get me this weekend because Pat Nevin was on Saturday and Sunday. Oh, I go. <laughs> oh, he was loving the, the, the loving between him and McCall. Oh, it was brilliant. Nevin's giving it off. But, but basically, McCall's the best manager in the world ever. And he has every team chapping his door. Uh, he, he, should be, he should be the next Rangers manager. McCall basically went, I'm not taking that job to the sort of sell it. Yeah, <laughs> he went it's off on a different that, tangent, didn't he? He uh, didn't want to answer it at first. Um, I suppose maybe talk about some of our ties. Dundee United. Quite comfortable. Ah, it was... Uh, it was... <laughs> I hate to say this. I asked last night why there was red spots on the, oh, on the pitch. Oh, I did before the game. And it turned out there was... I didn't actually see the, the start of the game. It turned out right. it was like pyrotechnics for the... Aye. Uh, but uh, yes. so one of the guys on Twitter, uh, Shock Hamster, suggested it was uh, their time of the month. <laughs> <laughs> to which I said, I'd heard that Serrano had had a bad period, but I just thought it meant the 10 minutes of the three goals oh, came. Oh, dear. Oh, dear. Uh, one thing that I did notice that was quite interesting in terms of obviously they've lost Mackay Stephen and Armstrong that I think they've done it maybe a couple of times but Chifty played the kind of number 10 type role Did and she that, pass for the third goal? Crying It might actually Aye. be a better role for him because sometimes I think he is a good player he's got talent but sometimes I think he goes missing in games whereas mm-hmm. maybe playing that creative role means you'll see a bit more of the ball um, in terms of that so that was quite obviously it was against lower league opposition um, so it might have just been done because of that, but I think it was... From what I've seen in the highlights, Stranor give a good account of himself. It was just that 10-minute spell where they lost the three goals. Yeah. Yes, uh, it was it was comical, some of the goals, but that goal was class, the the pass, Chris, because yeah. he also did something that I see quite often in sevens. Uh, when a, a, an opponent is running across you and you just cut back and knock it through their legs, he did that, uh, Chifchi, just before he'd done the, the perfectly weighted pass. Uh, also the the smoke bombs or, or whatever you want to call them uh, there was an incident where the game had to get stopped because somebody chucked a, a smoke bomb onto the pitch so a guy uh, the ball went out for a throw in so the play got stopped while a guy came on with a bucket and he was struggling with this bucket because the sand wasn't for coming out and then he kept <laughs> tipping it up and then a big dod of sand came out and missed it it's probably frozen so, He's then trying to sort it out, and in the end, he just plunked the the, the bucket over the top of the flare, and the, the the smoke bombs obviously still going off because it, it, uh, they're designed to do that, I guess. Mm-hmm. And eventually, it stopped, and he went up, picked up the the bucket, and it left a big dod of sand in its place. He looked at it and thought, "Now I'm not tidying that up." 
and then walked off with a bucket. So, so, then, so um, basically, the Strunrar keeper, <laughs> the, the keeper had to go across and basically kick it and flatten it all out because <laughs> it left a dodd that was clearly going to interfere with play at some point. It was, it was just ridiculous. Aye, that's that's the the big thing I wrote down in my notes for it. Other than Longworth not starting. No, I came off, just, I came off uh, the bench. What I seen. Aye, they're saving them for this weekend. To be, to be honest, I I don't really think there's all that much to talk about in the other games. I mean, ah, uh, uh, Falkirk uh, managed to avoid a, a replay late on, having been one goal up and had conceded a penalty, one two one. Hibs came from behind against Abroth, which was, I suppose it was. Hibs in the Scottish Cup and we're threatening to get knocked out Spartans Spartans are still in the draw that, that's, that's, I mean the, 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 two, the two things is Spartans get that weight equaliser against Berwick uh, you still fancy Berwick to get through because they're getting a replay at home so Spartans will be invade England the holders been out is a big shock that was uh, the 2-0 win for Queen of the South and only three <laughs> Premiership teams out of the last eight aye and as, as I pretty much predicted two of them get drawn together aye that, that was just that was a strange statistic. It was like there's three, there's only three left, and of the nine that have been knocked out so far, seven of them have been knocked out by a Premiership team. Well, but at least we know we certainly know already what the tie of the round does anyway. Aye, what I bought. the Premiership tie, Dun United it's... versus Celtic, which means uh... we've got to play Dun United three times in March in a row. Because we play them in the Scottish Cup, and which probably seventh or eighth. Uh, we play them in Did the League Cup what? final on the fifteenth, and then we play them in the the league in the twenty first. Did you see what Chris Erskine had to say? Uh, he's he's talking about the the two deserters, Armstrong and Mackay Stephen. He says that they're massive misses for us. We're two of our best players, and it's nice they will miss out. <laughs> Aye, <laughs> probably a bit of banter though as well, I guess. Aye. Well, I mean, that's, uh, that's, I, I, I like wee things like that. Nothing nasty about it. Just just a wee bit, a, a wee cheeky dig. Aye. Yeah, the, the two of them will only get to play against Danny United in the third game because well, they can play in the league, obviously. Mm-hmm. But I uh, need to watch one for that. There's a lot of two games, so it's going to be busy because I mean we've got the, the March starts off with a big game against Aberdeen in the league as well for us. Yes. So uh, we've got we've got Aberdeen then down United three times. <laughs> I think there's a St Johnson game before the first down United game as well. Dear me. The fourth of March. Ian Crocker was talking about a replay. I don't know. There's always that possibility as well in the Scottish Cup. There's also a small possibility that if we get past Inter Milan in the Europa League we'll have two last 16 games in that March as well that could be absolute mayhem and brilliant at the same time you've got St Johnson on Saturday yeah I both get St Johnson up at Perth on Saturday uh, I think the St Johnson games are rearranged one from January last month the one we took a holiday to instead of playing it and obviously we've got Party Thistle this week aye big Glasgow derby yep the big aye the big Glasgow derby but you've still obviously got two games in hand that's the thing. That is the two games. The, the part of the Thistle game is the first game in hand. Uh, and that uh, St. Johnson game in the 4th of March is the other game in hand. Oh, the 4th of March? Aye, but, aye, aye. aye that's, oh, aye, that's a way away. But... So, aye. But aye, I mean, we, we, we should probably... Well, I think we're done with it. The I'm, I'm Inverness obviously beat Thistle. Uh, the rest of the draw, uh, Inverness are at home to Wraith Rovers. Queen of South at home to Falkirk. And uh, Hibs will get a home tie against the winner of Berwick and Spartans. Hibs have got a really good draw though. I've seen yeah. a lot of Hearts fans predicting that yesterday. <laughs> I'd be good. To, it'd be nice as well if they get to play Spartans. Aye, we hope with Arby. Arby. Aye. Aye, here I didn't get to mention about Gavin Riley for Queen of South when he when he scored at the end of the game. Somebody threw a snowball at him. I seen that. Looks like it was one of his teammates. Aye, I think it might have been. I like wee things like that. Uh, by the looks, uh, certainly if we talk about the games, I don't think. It much seemed to happen in the, the Hamilton and Kilmarnock game. No, it never. There didn't seem to be much. Apart of maybe the, again, another penalty shout with Pascali and trying to think who it was. Aye, it, Pascali uh, put in a tackle. It didn't seem to He was the last man. He brought him down in the box. He got nothing given against him. Aye. We never seen we never see enough angles to see no. whether it maybe was a penalty or not. For so. the one angle we got, it looked like a penalty. Aye. So he's maybe got away with one there, but... Like say, we've never seen enough angles, so who knows? And the referee only gets one look at it, so I think yeah. if the referee did a tele look, they given a penalty. Maybe he had a slightly different look. But yeah, let's not talk about that again, because let's talk about Appleton, because that yeah. was four going on 40. Well, it might have looked like that from the highlights, but my mate was at the game, and I was I was out on Saturday, and he was kind of keeping me updated on it. And he actually said, first half, there wasn't much in the game at all. Um, uh, it took a while for you to get going. 
in terms of that. But the the good thing about Saturday, which was different to the cup game, the cup game we never had any options in the bench. This weekend we had Cosmic Klein signing, we had him playing, we had Smith come in for Pollock, and Goodwillie was dropped to the bench. So in the bench we had even options with the likes of Pollock, Goodwillie, Shankland, which helped. And certainly at half-time, Pollock came on and seemed to make a wee bit of a difference, obviously, early going in the second half, which helped. Um, but my mate reckoned I, first half we weren't that great, but second half, at times, we looked good, but still not dominant, which is weird when you win 4-0 that we, that we weren't dominant. Um, Daniels went off injured, which was could have been worrying, but I suppose he's only, he'll be back next week, which is good. And then I could really obviously get a goal, which I think he's needed. Uh, Logan's goal was a cracker. Logan was, I, I, I like Logan uh, as a player. He's that, that, he didn't do it enough in the semi-final, uh, which I think was a problem. Considine seemed to win, he went to attack positions more than Logan, which probably was a tactic by Dundee Knight trying to force Logan back. So I've seen something uh, during that game that I, I really, I, I don't want to see at all in Scottish football. What was that stupid dance about? What do you mean? What was that stupid dance oh, about? Oh, aye, aye. Zero <coughs> should not be allowed to score if that's how he celebrates. <laughs> no, that's, that's just rubbish. Oh, it was, no, it just all arms. Oh, no, no. Oh, um, in terms of that. But, no, I think that was a, a kind of prior difference in Saturday in terms of we, it's good to have options at the bench. It puts pressure on the folk in the first team to think, well, mm-hmm. I need to play well to keep my place. And Pollock certainly responded by, obviously, he was on the bench, came on and scored. So that certainly helps. Clean sheet again. So that's what, 29 points out of the last 33 and about 9 clean treats out of the last 11 games in the league. So the big thing is obviously McInnes obviously after the game has said we want to continue strong end of the season. Still obviously he's not saying anything about title thing which is good even though he might secretly think we maybe could have an outside chance but he just says he wants to improve on what we did in the league last season. Yeah, so. well, let's face it, as much as I'm saying Celtic have got a really busy March, there's that possibility we could still be in four competitions, we're in at least three. Aye. Aberdeen have only got a week to concentrate on. Exactly. So, so you're, you're, that, your games are going to be a bit more spaced out. Um, you're going to so, be able to recover from injuries a lot quicker than we will. So yeah. there's always a chance. And uh, we've all, we've got Hamilton and St Mirren in the next two games, which looks, uh, shouldn't say a bit, looks like favourable type games leading to a Celtic game. Um, don't think, and we'll certainly be looking to try and get revenge for when we last went to Hamilton and obviously lost 3-0 and Hamilton aren't the same uh, force no, before they lost out before Alton went down to Norwich but that's them so lost I wouldn't be surprised that and... aye in terms of losing Andrew and uh, Courier I don't think Courier's still got a club which really? I don't know I don't know maybe I'm wrong I've no seen but I've no seen that he's got a club yet but then we've, always, we've got St Mirren at home after that it should be three points. You would hope, but then earlier in the season, we You've were our best player. We were tuning <laughs> up, we up against them, and then they obviously came back to the draw two all. Yeah, but you'd hope. We had Kevin McLean that day. <laughs> aye, you'd hope that we can get six points from that, and then I mean, it'd be brilliant the first of March that it's a, a game that folk are talking about and that build up a good build up to, it and people saying, "Aye, this this is a, a big game again." Celtic Aberdeen, oh, and obviously we still will be. I don't see we, it can't be anything else. Um, but as if we mentioned, you've mentioned obviously yourself, Inverness are only three points behind us and Celtic. Right. And then Dundee United have got a game in hand and they're, only, they're then in the match as well. So even Dundee United are, they've got some quite favourable games coming up. Um, Kilmarnock away, St. Johnson at home, Partick Thistle at home. Dundee United would be a bit of consistency though because I was reading that, like, that's them won three games in a row for the first time this season. Their away <laughs> form's a problem. Aye. But, but at home... You fancy Dundee United's chances against most teams, certainly. So, I think it's shaping up to be an interesting end of the season. Is this game on the, the, the weekend on the telly? What's that? Um, uh, I think it's BT Sport, I believe. Uh, I have three on Sunday. Uh, in terms of that. But you're looking at a really interesting end of the season, certainly. And all the talk before the start of the season was that the Championship was going to be an interesting league. But at the done. moment, it's the, it's the Premiership. Definitely. There's lots still to... I mean, you can't really say anything that, well, Ross County are starting to get drifted a wee bit, but only six points. It just takes a couple of wins and they're back, maybe, and kind of back ah, on the and Burrowell. So we've seen last season that you can have a team that's bottom of a drift and you'll still have excitement in the bottom of the half of the league because you've got that playoff place as well. And it's, nobody's going to want to finish that playoff place this season because they're very likely going to face Hibs <laughs> unless Rangers get their act together. Uh, and if they just get the uh, right together, who wants to finish it? Plenty of time. 
there's plenty of time, Chris. Well, you, know, you see what I mean, though. I mean, there's nobody at the bottom of that who's going to want to face Hibs, never mind the resurgent Rangers, well, which is well, what yeah, you I think. I think that, uh, yeah, looking at it from a Rangers point of view, I think the, the difficulty will be either the, the quarter-final or the semi-final. I think they're going to be more difficult games than the the final, which will include the, the top tier. I'll tell you what else will scare them. I mean, the the other team that's in the, 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 the playoff mix at the moment is Queen of the South. This is part of St. Johnson. St. Johnson on tap sacks, not the bottom sacks. Aye. The, the, the worrying yeah. thing, I think, just now in that league is uh, Motherwell. Motherwell obviously got Barraclough come in. Initially had a good start, but they've not any signs of improvement. St. Mirren, at least under since Teal's come in, they've shown a wee bit of, wee bit of quality, a wee bit, kind of, a wee bit better, had better, better results. Motherwell are the team that are, at the moment would be right. free fall. Obviously, Motherwell, had a, Motherwell uh, had a great weekend there because they didn't play. That's the best I would expect. Aye. I'll, I'll be interested to see how Stephen Pearson gets on it, Mother well, He's just he would just come in there and out, so it's possible he can make a difference. Mm-hmm. We'll see. I mean they've got Ross County on Saturday, so that's a massive game for them. They've got up at Dingwall, so if they can get a win there, then you would imagine they'll jump above St Martin, who are hosting the Inverness. So Yeah. That could yeah. be that could be a big game for them. Do you want to yeah, jump well, on to the, the predictions? Frost, may as well, because I think we're talking about it now. Well, I just think the Frost County can get their three points out of that against one of them, pulls them right back into it. So, either way, that's, that's an interesting game. Man. Saturday. So you want to start with the Wednesday night game? The, the Partick Thistle against Celtic, the, the rearranged game after, was it a frozen pitch? Uh, Waterlogged pitch, I think it was. Is it Waterlogged? Maybe. I think I've still got my protection in from the first time. Aye, so far. When the original fixture was going to be. Aye, I can't remember. I suppose mine will still be in there as well. Aye, Craig. Oh. I wrote the code right. I went for 2-1 <laughs> to Celtic. Um, see, I might need to change my protection. I think because I think back then, Celtic weren't as good as what they've been recently. Uh, so I did. Uh, no, maybe stick. Uh, no, I saw that. I'll stick with it. Party Thistle 2, Celtic 2. Oof. Ooh. Brave. I've still got 3-0. I'm, I'm sticking with it. Uh, I've got 3-0 Celtic, so... <laughs> uh, the, the odds for the match, Party Thistle are 19-2. The draw is 19-4 and Celtic are 3-10. I'm just thinking, the way the fixtures are playing out, Celtic and Aberdeen will be level by 3 o'clock on Saturday on number of games played. Because we've, yep. we're playing Thistle on Wednesday, so that's one of the games in hand. We play Aye. the Saturday Aye. lunch time and yeah. Aberdeen don't play until a Sunday. So, yeah. yeah, well, we'll be level games played for the first time in a while. So either lunchtime game, uh, St Johnson against Celtic, and that's all on Sky Sports One, twelve forty-five. I'm going to go for an away victory, one-two. Yeah, we're probably due to concede a goal at some point, so I am. I'm, I'm going to agree on that. I'll say two-one Celtic. So. Um. Let's see. Mm. Yeah, I think Celtic <laughs> probably might win this game actually. Uh, I'll go for 1-0 to Celtic. Um, in terms of odds for this one, St. Johnson 13-2 currently, they draw 7-2 and then Celtic 4-9. 4-9? Mm. Keep that in mind. Keep that in mind. Uh, next one up is Dundee against Partick Thistle. I'm going to go for a home victory. I'm going to go 2-1. Uh, I'm still thinking Dundee's away form is better, isn't it? Aye, it is aye. Party Thistle are still as inconsistent as usual, so I've taken yep. them to lose. I'm going to take them... Like, I've taken them to lose against Celtic, so I'm going to take them to do some other ones. I think I'll, I'll go one each in this game, I think. Aye, I was thinking the same with that game. One each. Uh, odds for that game are... Evens for the D. 5-2 to the draw, 11-4. Party Thistle won. Hmm... Killy against Dundee United. I'm going to go for a 1-3. I'll go 0-2. Uh, I'll go for 1-2. In terms of that, it's looking like maybe a favourable one for the, the charity bet. Kamarika 12-5, the draws 13-5, and Dundee United 11-10. Oh, 11-10 is good. I, Aye, like, I like the sound of that one. Nice. Right. Right, we've got Ross County against Motherwell. And the next game, Motherwell's had time off to assess the, how badly they're doing. 
I still think they're going to struggle. I'm going to go for one apiece in this one. Do you want to start? Go for it. Ross County have lost their last seven home matches in the Premier League. Aye. Aye. Uh, none of them against Barrow, though. No, no. <laughs> uh, well, that is one thing. I'm but, going to go Paul Band, no, no. See, I was thinking that. But the problem is that both the defences are not that good. Uh, and that's probably been kind. <laughs> oh. I don't know, maybe a few goals in this one. I will go for a two-all draw. I don't know why, because both are bloody attacks. Terrible at all. No, uh, that's the problem I've got with the right, because their so defences are rotten, but so is their attacks. So, <laughs> I don't know, maybe one-all. One-all. Oh, the, he's that, changed. The he's idea changed. either of them scoring two goals is probably a bit too much. So, <laughs> probably this will end up in the sits-all classic. That, uh, that we're all right in the that. sports scene. Like, like, aye. Coach, uh, aye. Uh, odds, oh aye, the odds for that one. Ross County are 29-20, the draw is 5-2, and Motherwell are 95. Right, so what they're saying is nobody's going to win. Aye. I think we're all saying that. Aye. <laughs> aye. <laughs> aye, we are actually. Aye. St Mirren against Inverness. I'm going to go for an away victory here. I'm going to go 0-2. Yeah, same for me, 0-2. Well, St Mirren still can't win at home in the league. Yep. That's and the worst it. season ticket in the country, surely. Aye, well... They've only seen they've only seen St. Mirren score six goals as well, <laughs> which isn't it? I Inverness are pretty kind of tidy away from home. St. Mirren are chronic at home, so at all points an investment on it. So I will go for St. Mirren one, Inverness two. In terms of odds for that one, uh, I did see I think Inverness about thirty-seven to forty, which again looks like quite interesting odds. St. Mirren are three to one to get a first one in the league, first one at home in the league. The draw's 13-5. Then on Sunday, we've got Hamilton against Aberdeen. And that's on the telebox, Sky Sports 1. Half three. Ah, Just your usual kick-off time there, half three. Uh, Throw a 60 start here again. Now, Hamilton were once good, but their form is rank. They've maybe turned a wee bit of a corner because they've had... (laughs) Two points in the last two games. Deary me. It's going to have to be an away one year, isn't it? It's Aberdeen to hit the woodwork twice. <laughs> twice, this, <laughs> twice this week. Twice, yes. Not yet, have you asked them? About I that? should. I All should right. ask them. They, uh, they're going to hit the woodwork twice. I'm actually going to write that down. Twice. And Hamilton are going to score nil. Aberdeen, real goals are going to be three. Real goals, three. What was it Hamilton? Reverse. Was it a 3-0 Hamilton one last time? That was on the Telebox. That was on the Telebox too. On BT Sport. It's a Friday night game. It was. Were you going 3-0 Hamilton? Chris? No, I'm going 3-0 Aberdeen. 3-0 Aberdeen. You're both going 3-0 Aberdeen? 3-0 Aberdeen. I'll go for Hamilton 0 Aberdeen 2 in terms of that. And in terms of odds for that game, Hamilton are 20-10 the draw is thirteen to five, and Aberdeen are nineteen to twenty, which again I think looks like a nice price. Mm-hmm. If that was maybe, but the danger would be going like, is it from the predictions? I think we've all said Dundee United will win, and we've all said Inverness will win, and we've all said Aberdeen will win, and they're they're all quite close to being evens. Yep. But I was obviously lower in the league, obviously in the lower leagues as well. There might be. Now's a good time out. to talk about. Uh, last week's. Bet. I was going to say we haven't mentioned it yet. We haven't mentioned it. Right. probably mentioned it now because uh, there was some good news. Oh, there was. Aye, on you go. No, okay. Uh, so we went for Declan McManus to score first for Morton against Dillon Albion, but that game was postponed, so he didn't get his chance to shine for us. And unfortunately, we also chose Morton as part of our treble. But the other two teams in that treble were Aberdeen and Hearts. And both won, so we have a winner. Winner! Right. Broke the duck, that's the way to go. Yes, yep, yep. Right, that's, we should just remain positive, a winner. We should just remember that, that it was a winner. And we won money for charity, and the pot has enlarged somewhat. For our £10 bet, now remember we don't get our stake back, so our £10 bet won us £8.60 profit. It's a win, it's a win. It's a win, yep. that is a win. 
We need to break that streak. That was the important part. It's done. Yes. I'd yes, prefer that good. maybe broke it a wee bit better, but can't can wait just wait for Morton being off. So. Aye. Aye, they would have won as well. Definitely. So aye. So we discussed this and we discussed that perhaps we should be sticking to easy bets. I know we often say it's easy bets, but we should stick to really like uh, doubles and maybe a stretch to a treble, but only if it's uh, yeah, only if it's a, a banker. The only so, thing about the Aberdeen game is it's on the Sunday. Aye, which means we'll be waiting on it. So maybe just keep the games in Saturday. Well, because you're then... Yeah. Wait, you what did you say the odds were for them for this? Because Dundee 30, United 30, 37 to 40 for Inverness. So even just that as a double would be an alright return. £40.43 pence Inverness and Dundee United. I reckon that. So I, I'm keen just going for that, yep. Yeah. It's a double that's no ridiculously small, but it's... Good, good value, I think. Uh, it's good uh, value, that. Nice wee double. So, yeah. aye, aye. Cool. Now, see, when it comes to first scorer, this is where I, I'm, I'm a wee bit... I'm a wee bit swithering because Jamie Longworth apologised to us for not scoring the first goal and I think he knew that he let us down badly, he let Charity down badly. <laughs> so I think we we should give him another chance. But then Declan McManus was supposed to be our first scorer at the weekend and he didn't Aye. even get to play. So he's gutted because he didn't get to play and he didn't Aye. get to win his money. Longworth let everybody down. So I don't know. I, don't I, should, know add though, I should add though, Declan, if you're listening to this, you need to get in contact with the podcast and respond we mentioned you we gave you a wee mention last week so <laughs> getting get in touch but uh, Morton are away to breaking so that's quite a aye aye uh, whereas we've got Stranraer's at home to Peterhead yeah which is uh, a slightly easier game and Longworth does owe us and Charity big do it for the kids he was rested semi rested at the weekend Think he was rested? Well, he was uh, rested because they knew that we didn't have a bet on him. Right. He told the gaffer, he said, "Look, look, I'll save myself against uh, against Peterhead." What do you think? I'm happy go to Longworth because uh, he has got a pretty reasonable record in terms of scoring first this year, this uh, in the league. But we just need to hope he starts. Right, we'll go with Longworth then. I don't have odds for him. It's Stranraer are at home. Top of the league to against Peterhead. Peterhead are mid table. Uh, aye, it should be all right. Should it's be a better right. option than. I mean, I'm, I wouldn't be surprised if Declan Minus gets a first goal. Oh, aye, yeah. I think he's a good shout. Uh, given the two fixtures they've got, Morton are away from home to a team higher up the league than Stranraer at home to a team further than the league. So, yeah. aye, one worth, I think. Yep. Cool. So the pressure's on for Longworth to score oh, yeah. first. Yeah, give him a wee mention again. Just let him know. We're still sticking by him. Aye. Aye, despite letting us and everybody else down. Aye. But not scoring first. Aye. See, in terms of predictions, though, maybe go back to that. Just, I noticed earlier I'm actually the leading member of the podcast in the predictions in our mini-league. Well, just in our league. Uh, I am, uh, wait a minute. Do I need to start looking at the code again? Is there a problem? <laughs> no, there's no problem. I looked a couple of weeks ago and even I was like second or something. So. I was a. Uh, well, a I, and out of the, the podcast, that is. Aye. I got four out of six points at the weekend. I was a goal out because I went for Aberdeen 3 0 after my initial 16 0 prediction. Uh, I went for, <laughs> for 3 0 uh, in terms of that. So aye. Hey, you got a 0 0. You got Hamilton Kelly. Aye, I got Hamilton Kelly. I got a Paul Band. Aye. A Paul Band. Well done. Oh, Paul Band. Come in, come in well, yeah. Yeah, I'm doing rubbish in that. Aye. It's almost aye. as if I'm not playing. And you started points. off well. Did you not start off well? Peak too early? Aye, that's that's the usual, really. Aye, I shot off too soon. Aye. Aye. <laughs> <laughs> said. Aye. That could be a, a title. <laughs> no, no, we need to keep these titles clean. We've already oh. discussed this. Yeah, so what will not be Mouth Central either? <laughs> aye, I'll uh, not be John saying that your wife's a MILF. I think if you were probably to search that, I think there'd be some interesting, uh, interesting finds. I'll bet. <laughs> so is there anything else football-related you want to mention? Uh, no, nah, I don't think so. I can't think of anything. No. Uh, well, I mentioned earlier about the, the Hibs game on Friday night that I'm not looking forward to, but it's coming. Oh, oh no, about Junior Cup uh, quarter-finals are this weekend. But there's still, like... Fourth round fits are still to play, so there's no a full fits or less for the cup, but um, the quarterfinals 
but Saturday. Talbot at home to Bonnie Rig. Are you going? I'm working, unfortunately. So, hopefully Talbot can get the job done. Aye. Talbot, that's if they're not suspended. I've seen that they're maybe going to get suspended. Aye, that's Livingston's player called Talbot. Uh, I, I clicked the link there. thinking it was the, the, the team. No, I generally did that earlier, thinking, oh, what have they been up to if they're going to get suspended? But I've seen that picture. Greg was hoping that we were going to have an in-depth discussion on that, that picture, but... I've not seen the video, so I can't really discuss it. Aye. Right, well, thanks for thanks for coming on, you two. Thanks for listening to the end. And what we'll do is we'll be back next week and I'll discuss how Rangers get humped off hips <laughs> again. And we'll, we'll, we'll discuss the, the latest shambolic goings-on at Ibrox, amongst other things. Yeah, see before we go. What? I think we should mention the, 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 the Livingston and Hearts game. Because it was a slightly dodgy challenge, isn't it? <laughs> Wait a minute, Chris. John, was he not listening to me there? I just mentioned it. Did you? Did I you did. mention that it, could, that it might be taken further? I did. You weren't listening at all. No, but you know you... what I was doing? I was tweeting the, 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 for the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I'm only saying it because it, I did that for the week, but I wasn't listening. <laughs> oh, John's dropped off as well. This isn't oh, a disaster well. of an ending. <laughs> right, aye. It was a bad, bad uh, kick to the face, but I've not seen a video, so I can't really comment on it. I've just seen the still image. Right, the thing that's confused me about it, though, is the uh, compliance officer's getting involved, but he get booked for it. So I thought the compliance officer couldn't get involved. Oh, no, hang on. You know what it is? It says, BBC Scotland has learned that the SFA's compliance officer will speak to the official and has the power to issue the player a retrospective punishment. So if a referee agrees, it was too lenient and they can get away with it. That's what it is. So it's possible that Talbot could go. I see. I just thought it was a blanket that if he dealt with it with a a card or even a free kick, then that was was it. It's it's interesting that the referee can go back and fix it. Aye, that's new to me. Although they come off with the compliance officer because he completely ignored the the League Cup semi. So... He clearly, he clearly just gets his job for the, the highlights. Although, Aye. Well, obviously, the Hearts game wasn't in the highlights, so. <laughs> it was, it was, it was, I've seen the video, it was horrendous. I'm not even sure what he was trying to do. <laughs> I don't know, I, I've seen the picture. The picture's bad, but yeah, I don't the know. The picture's bad, the video's worse. <laughs> Aye, it's a sore one. Right, well, since you weren't uh, listening to me, Chris, I'm away in the huff. All right. <laughs> well, and also, I need the toilet. <laughs> ah, well, that's probably more important thing to do. <laughs> right, well, thanks for coming on. Thanks for staying to the end, Chris. I know, some people just haven't got to stay in, pal. Ah, he's just disappeared. Can I trust him? Uh, Greg didn't even bother coming on. John's away. Oh, but to Greg. be fair to Greg, Mullow didn't do much this week, so why should he? <laughs> <laughs> Aye. Right, okay. Thanks for listening. Thanks for being on. Cheers. Right. Bye. Cheers. Bye. Bye.